And now, and now, and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Item. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast, my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. And today it is a look at my favorite podcasts of the year. Pods and ends. Item 128. So 2018 was a busy year, and hopefully your year was as fulfilling as mine was, doing something that you love to do. In the course of the year, I finished rewriting a novel from 2015 that I was never happy with, and hopefully it's going to come out later this winter, finally, or maybe more likely in the spring. I also turned Cher de Machère, a novel from seven years ago, into the podcast The Archive, which won an award from Optin and dominated the first half of my year at home. Adam smiled, unable to believe that it was that easy. He lifted the axe again and cut each half into quarters. He turned around and started to put the axe back in the cabinet. The temperature suddenly dropped, at least 20 or 30 degrees, and a chill ran up his spine. Yeah, that podcast turned into at least four times the amount of work that I had expected it to be, but I did love every minute of it. And uh, Crystal Vivian made the archive work with her editorial help in the script process, and her performance as every female in the cast opposite my every male was perfection. Thanks again, Crystal, for a success beyond my wildest expectations. When I listen to that show, I get to experience an evolution of my book that makes me really proud. And thank you also to my wife, the beloved Kim, who, as she is with everything I write, was instrumental in the early process of getting the scripts out. So much of my downtime this year was not spent reading, sadly, uh, but instead spent listening to other people's podcasts both for entertainment purposes and in search of things I could learn from <coughs> steel. So it's time for me to say a big thank you to other shows on other networks. And here's the list of what I enjoyed most in 2018. So in the past, if you've been listening to the item for a long time, when there was something resembling an actual structure to this podcast, the format was heavily influenced by one you may not heard of called The Bugle. Now, I love what Andy Zaltzman does with that show, and I listen to the new episodes within hours of me seeing that he's posted them. The same is true of one of the podcasts that his sister Helen Zaltzman does. It's called The Illusionist. That's with an A, by the way. It's a podcast about language and the way that it both separates us and brings us together. Pretty cool. Plus, just enough history thrown in to appeal to that side of me as well. Helen is a great host, and I could listen to her talk all day. There's a similar show that's part of the same network called The Memory Palace with Nate DeMeo. And of all the podcasts I'm going to list here, The Memory Palace is the one that I wish I hosted. Very short vignettes, brilliantly written, delivered with a very soft and serious personality, and all of the stories true. Nate is amazing. I envy him his show. I salute his success. And again, I really wish I'd have thought of it first. It's another show that I listen to immediately when I see that a new one's been posted, and they're always really short. The closest comparison to that podcast I can find is one called The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. His podcast is amazing, as you would think, because it's Mike Rowe. And the episode where he talks about his mentor from school was particularly moving and brilliant. Mike Rowe, I have to wait to listen to until I can hear him with the beloved Kim, because my wife is also a big fan of his work. 
The same is true of the West Wing Weekly, where Joshua Molina from the West Wing and podcaster Harish, Harish K. Hearwing, that guy from Song Exploder, uh, they're just now in the early steps of season six of doing a review of every episode of the West Wing. Great guests, great jokes, great insights about one of Kim's and my favorite TV shows. And I know that I'm going to be in trouble anytime I listen to it without my wife. So I never do. Uh, speaking of reviews, there's Movie Sign with the Mads, which has become an obsession for me in just the last few months. It's a podcast featuring Frank and Trace from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and their friend Carolina Hidalgo. They talk about movies new and old, horrible and classic. I just recently, like within the last week, finished listening to every episode of the show. And there are, a couple, there are I think, 130 of them, something like that. I look forward to every episode of Movie Sign with the Mads, and I didn't even know it existed until, like, October. Kevin Smith, the Clerks guy, has his own podcast network. You may be aware of that. He's had it for, like, a decade. And there are two shows on it that I listen to, even though I've fallen a bit behind recently while I was finishing up the Movie Sign Marathon. One of them is Fat Man Beyond, formerly known as Fat Man on Batman, which he does with Mark Bernardin. And the other is his show with actor and former L.A. radio guy, Ralph Garman. That thing's kind of like an audio burlesque show, and it's blue as hell, but I do enjoy the hell out of it. Kev's a comic book guy, and speaking of comics, there's an official Marvel podcast that came out last year, a fiction piece called Wolverine the Long Night. I've only listened to the first episode of it, but it shows real promise, and it's also the only serial podcast that's still listed in my CastBox app at the moment. There's a few music podcasts that I love and recommend. I'm a big Paul McCartney fan, and there's one called Take It Away that talks about all of Paul's work. Good stuff. BBC Six finished a podcast earlier this year about the late 60s psychedelic movement called The A to Z of Psychedelia, which got me through the summer after I finished listening to The A to Z of Punk by the same two guys. They're currently doing The A to Z of Bowie, which I'm woefully behind on. But the king of music podcasts for me right now, and likely to stay that way, is Disgraceland. It's a deep dive into the seamier side of the music business and the people who populate it, or populated it. It's hosted by Jake Brennan, who tells true crime with the wit and attitude of a practiced master. Rockarola. Now, I don't listen to much news or politics anymore because I live with it at work and I get pretty damn sick of it. But I do enjoy Meet the Press, The Lid. And I hear that one every day. There are a few more that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Jason Lee and Cluck from our rock station, 1039 The Bear host. Here's your freaking podcast on opt-in. And it's great. Uh, my longtime friend Corey Mann from Pulse FM has a couple of podcasts, including the only real sports information that I absorb anymore in the form of the Sports Yak with local TV sports legend Chuck Freebie. And my buddy Jim Irizarry has just launched a podcast called Jim on Things, and he was foolish enough to ask me to be the guest on his first episode. <laughs> Seeing him get back into the swing of this was a nice way for 2018 podcasts to end for me. And there's a bunch of other ones that I'm not thinking of that I uh, dabbled with on and off throughout the year, but those are the ones that got my attention for the most part this past year. And that brings me full circle back to the one you're listening to right now, Item. At the beginning of 2018, this podcast was on hiatus while I was working on the archive. That didn't even last to the end of the month before I decided to post item number 89, which was about Oprah running for president. I got back into the somewhat regular habit of this podcast in February, and by the end of the year, just under 30 episodes had gone up. 
The podcasts this year were very different from the format that they had in 2016 and 2017. This year, item has been whatever I wanted it to be whenever I felt like doing it. Some episodes have had a very small audience. Some have had a pretty big one. And I'm giving some thought, and have been giving some thought, while my vacation's been going on this past week and a half or so, as to what my favorite episode of the Item Podcast was this year. Not necessarily what the best episode was, because I'm hardly the one to judge that. Maybe not even the one I'd use to represent what this podcast is, because that's honestly not something I can nail down to one definition. No, I wanted to figure out what was the one episode of the Item Podcast that meant the most to me. I ranked the albums of Rush at one point. That was pretty meaningful. I did a show in memory of David Ogden Stiers when he passed away because I was a big fan. I spent October exploring my radio history over four podcasts because there's just too damn much of my radio history. I talked about RFK and MLK and the Chicago Democratic Convention as those three seriously heavy 50th anniversaries hit this year. I started throwing a little bit of history in there in the form of why we needed episodes, and those were fun, and I'll probably do more of them. I've been trying to come up with why we needed Yoko Ono, but as you might imagine, I'm having trouble working on the script for that. Hmm. Anyway, I also made a short mixtape, and I lamented that the internet has changed the way that radio is enjoyed while using a podcast on the internet to do it. Yeah, I know. Savor the irony. The episode that meant the most to me, though, from the item isn't exactly what I can say is my favorite because that indicates that there was some sort of enjoyment in creating that episode of the podcast, and that certainly wasn't the case. The one I'm talking about was the one where I paid tribute to one of my high school classmates who passed away this year. It was also the item podcast that had the biggest audience of any episode this year. So here, once again, is item number 116. Ask any of us that knew him, and chances are we'll give you the same answer. The thing we remember most about our friend Billy is his smile. We remember that smile as a million megawatt force of nature, almost always spread across his face, coming at us down the hallways of Douglas High School at any given time. Our friend Billy defied the cliques, something that I also enjoyed doing at that school. I mean, why settle into one small group of people when you can find ways to be friends with people in every group? He and I talked about that once, actually, back in the day, since we were both of the same opinion and persuasion in that area. The smart kids, the art kids, the shop kids, the preppy kids, the hippie kids, the heavy metal kids, the show choir kids. That was a class that we were both taking together in my senior year. Our conversation touched on how you really can't understand people without experiencing things from as many points of view as possible. And how difficult that could be for a long-haired guitar player and a black jock. How it was far too easy to get pigeonholed as just what you looked like you were. That was high school. It was a nice chat. It was one of many that we shared in the time that we went to school together. I could talk music with our friend Billy, too. He had a beautiful singing voice and an exceptional concept of rhythm and timing. And unlike me, Billy was a great dancer who looked like he actually belonged in our school's show choir, the Bel Airs. There was a reason that I spent most of our show in the back row. Like you do with your high school friends, our friend Billy and I had drifted in different directions over the years. I was trying to remember last night the last time I saw him, and I honestly couldn't. Now, I can see that we last spoke on Facebook Messenger about six years ago, and on the phone maybe a decade before that. 
I know it had been long enough that I was completely shocked recently to learn that he'd been hospitalized with severe complications related to multiple sclerosis. I was having a hell of a time imagining his face without that smile on it when I first heard that news. And I appreciate Billy Bott, who we also all went to school with and love like a brother, who had kept us all posted recently on the latest information regarding our friend Billy. I have two specific memories of our friend Billy that I'm hanging on to today. Both of them came to mind late last night when I first heard that our friend Billy was dead and I fell asleep with some tears in my eyes. The first memory involves my little sister. Uh, When I graduated, we could feel that there was a cultural shift happening at Douglas. It wasn't that the school was getting more whites or more blacks or more Asians or Mexicans or Native Americans or farm kids. It was just that the divisions were starting to become more provincial and the groups were becoming a lot angrier toward one another. That was happening a lot in the late 80s. Billy was a year behind me in school and was about to become one of the more well-respected and popular seniors in the hallways when I graduated. My sister Holly would be coming in that year as a freshman. Keep an eye on her for me, will you? I asked him, and boy did he ever. I heard story after story of Billy having Holly's back in different situations and even getting a little trouble now and then because he thought it was amusing to carry her to one of her classes on his back while he moved down the hallway. When our friend Billy did you a solid, he did you a solid. The other specific memory, and it's the one I'll leave you with today, has to do with something that happened at the end of the football season the year after I graduated. The Douglas Patriots, after falling just short during my senior year in the playoffs, made it to the state championship game in football. Douglas played Pier, which is how South Dakotans pronounce the state capital, despite how your brain says you should say it because of how it's spelled. Anyway, as the Pats ran out onto the field for their introductions, the first person that I saw on the TV sportscast live from the Dakota Dome was none other than our friend Billy Allen. Billy was jumping up and down, waving his arms, pumped up like there was no tomorrow and just completely filled with life. That image is burned into my brain and has been for the last, what, 29 years now. He energized every single person watching that football game before it even got started no matter who they were rooting for. It doesn't even matter that Douglas lost the damn game. We saw a young man at the peak of grasping the moment and completely owning it. That was our friend Billy, every day of his life, when we knew him in school. Yeah. So as I'm approaching the big 50-yard line that we all have to face in a couple of years, my social media walls lately seem to be filled more and more with two things. First, with people that I've known and loved for a long time becoming grandparents for the first time. Most recently, Annette and my little sister, Holly, who thankfully also had the chance to be a part of the hour in the phrase, our friend Billy. And second, sadly, I find myself flooded with news for years now about people that I've known and loved for a long time that are now dying and doing so far too young. Rest in peace, our friend Billy. You were one of the good ones. And your many, many friends will never forget you. This has been the Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee. And it comes out now and then, whether it needs to or not, here at Audio Boom and at iTunes and Google Play and a bunch of other places. My personal favorite is CastBox, but people will listen to what they will listen to. Enjoy. 
My vacation's about to run down, and quite honestly, at this point, I'm anxious to get back to work, especially now that I've broken up my vacation a little bit with the home microphone. So it means a lot to me that you stopped by to listen to this podcast in 2018, whether it was for just this episode or for all of them or just a couple of them. I hope you heard something this year that compels you to listen again in 2019. And happy 2019 to you. Item is part of the opt-in on-demand family of podcasts. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.